Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Don't take you know money over relationships. Most people will choose money over relationships, and they don't understand that relationships are where money comes from. So if you focus on the money and not the relationship, the relationship dies, and when the relationship dies, the money dries up. So by focusing on the money you're making a huge mistake. Focus on the relationship, make the relationship thrive and the money will either stay the same, remain or get better, but it's not going away. But that relationship goes away, brother. Let me tell you something. So is the money. What's up gang. Welcome to the greatness machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazday. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. And listen, the greatness machine, we're about two things. Number one, people were living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So, Come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. Guys, welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazday, and uh, we have a very special episode of The Greatness Machine, hosting it at the main man, Bradley's house in Las Vegas. Bradley. It ain't, it ain't my house, but, but just so everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is definitely a 30,000 square foot facility. Yeah. We're in a studio. True, true that. But true that. but yeah, this is my cribo. This is my house in, in, in that respect. The workhouse, the workhouse. That's right. So we are we are hosting it at Bradley's office here and in, in studio here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Huge, huge props for uh, an amazing setup here, by Thanks, the way. Thanks, man. So um, Brad, you, you may not know this about the show, but the greatness machine, we're about two things, people who are living their passions and those that are creating greatness in the world. And, um, I always like to kind of start the show off by talking about how the show came to be. And you, and so we have a mutual friend, Jay Duran and Jay's wife and I were talking and, and it turns out that you guys know them, you know them and, and I know them. And I said, man, can I, you think Brad can, we'll do my show. And she said, well, I can ask. And, and next thing I know I'm in Vegas, like three weeks later meeting you and doing the show, man. So this is a pretty big honor for me and I'm really pumped to get to spend this time with you. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, this is, this is really cool. And, and, and I've, and I'll tell you what, you know, like I've done a lot of podcasts and, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and you, man, you're just such a pro and you, your, your show is, is really nails. I mean, how long have you been doing podcasting for? Mm, I would say three years, maybe four. And so I, you know, I want to start off by, by saying that, you know, I want to get a little bit of your formal background and then we can, you know, I, I got tons of questions for you. Um, but you know, for those of you guys that are not familiar with Brad, Brad's a serial entrepreneur, father of seven, author of the hard way. We're going to be talking about the book, CEO of Lightspeed VT. Uh, can't wait to talk about the business as well. And host of one of the top podcasts in the world, dropping bombs, uh, here in, 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 in Vegas. And man, are you dropping bombs all over the world? I mean, what what an insane show! So you said that you started doing the show about four or five years ago. Like, what 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 drew you to want to start doing podcasting? Three or four years ago, I Part, think I think December of two thousand eighteen, right there. Someone put it on that that when I hit top ten. 
Um, so December of 18, what does that make? Four years? Wow. Almost four years? No, shit, almost five years. You're correct. And was the, like, was the intention when you started where you're like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to start this badass podcast. Or you no. just like, what, what was the intention around that? Well, my mission is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Because I think people fail because of the lack of information. So this technology, the software, all my, you know, companies focus on getting people information. So I just said one day, cause I get a lot of subject matter experts in here being on light speed. And so Tony Robbins, you know, a lot of people, big names. Oh, and I'm like, dude, I'm just letting them come in here and film. They're sitting around. Why don't I just get a couple microphones and say, Hey, let me pick your brain real quick. Right. And so I did. And boom, next thing you know, podcasts became cool. And I happened to have one. Yeah, you did. So, so <laughs> I became, you know, cool. And so people started listening to it. Then you get all the haters in the world that are like, you know, let the guy finish. Jeez, this guy is interrupting his guests, which I do because I'm not, I'm not doing a podcast. I'm having a conversation. Right. And you just happen to be listening to it. See the difference? Like totally. people interrupt each other in real life. Of course. Yeah. So it's like, they want me just to ask a question and then let the man finish. Well, guess what? What if you say something that sparks a question? Am I supposed to just sit there and be quiet? Because if I do, by the time you finish what you're saying, I have seven more questions I thought of. Yeah. So now I just miss that one. Yeah. The, so it, people want me to interrupt. They just don't know it. Well, you, to your point, this is how we talk in real life. I, I always tell people greatness machines, like you're, you're, you're a fly on the wall of a cool conversation, you know, and you can choose to opt in or opt out of it. And it's funny, like having, I, I was never, I always wanted to do podcasts. I started this, this show about a year and year and a half ago, but I was talking to, to like a few people I'm on their shows and they're like, um, um, what can, can you send us the questions before? I'm like, oh, I don't want fucking questions for you. Like, I'm going to prep, do my prep work and we're going to have a conversation to your point. So let me ask you a question. I want to, I want to digress for a second. I want to come back to the show in a little bit, but, um, oh, Kim, oh no, I was just saying the only thing I don't do yeah. is prepare. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, man. Normally I don't, but I did for you because I was like, I, I wanted to, you know, well, what's funny is, is, more of an is a game. what's funny is I, normally I don't, but I should. <laughs> or not, man. You got a great show. No, dude. Preparation is always better. Always. Now, again, I, I'm sure I can think of some funny way of figuring out sometime where, where it isn't. But, dude, I would rather be prepared than unprepared. Fair enough. I mean, you know... And any top, top coach that's coaching, you know, if you're the Tim Grover, that's all that his books are all about is pre preparing, right? Is getting ready for the win. That's how the, that's how greatness is achieved. Right. Preparedness for being prepared preparation. I, I, I you know, it's, uh, so I'm reading right now, I'm reading uh, winning by Tim Grover. And yeah. when you start reading what the guys like Kobe and Jordan and, and Kevin Durant, these guys are doing it to your point, it's like. It, it, it almost, you're like, what am I not doing to, to level up and prepare? So when you start thinking about preparation, even though you're saying that maybe you don't do it for this podcast, what are, how do you take that idea of preparedness and to be more prepared to level up in your life? Well, number one, I think the first thing people need to do to prepare is to gain knowledge and, and, and ultimately position themselves as an expert. So for me, it's an ongoing everyday chase, read books, learn something new, seek information voraciously. So when you, so I guess a quick, quick question on that. What's like the top two, what, what are you reading right now? Right now I, I do things over a lot. So I'm back on the four agreements. Oh really? But it's okay. like my ninth time. I just, I just finished that book. Dude, the four agreements, everyone should read it a hundred times. I listened to it. Peter Coyote does the, the audio on it. Yeah. And then I just, I just uh, started, I'd have to look, I just started a new one. And, and when I'm walking on the treadmill, I, I open up the old, what do you call it? I got both iBooks and audible. Yeah. Yeah. But no, not that one. I, I went through the other one. So two different accounts. I go with, uh, let's see here. Bang. Um, it's called. No, not limitless. Where am I at? Here we go. It's called. Why can't I see it? <laughs> it's all good. Take your time. I know, but I like giving people 
Um, yeah, no, I, I love the it. master key system. Master Charles, key system. Yeah, have you heard of it? No, the master key system. How is it? It's good. It's it's, it's <clears throat> more of you know mindset stuff. Yeah, I just um, I'm 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 reading about five books at a time, and I bounce from them. See, I can't do that. It, but I and I listen to a lot of them, and if I get bored, I'll move on to the next one. So, so for you, it's learning that evolutional learning. I want to take it back though. And normally I always like to start the show off with, with origin stories. So, so but, but, but since we're in your studio and this is such an epic spot, I wanted to hear a, b- a little bit of the origin story of the show, but I, w- I want to take a step back because no one creates a, a situation like this unless they've, they've started from somewhere that got them here. So I really want to take a step back and go, Tell us from the beginning. I mean, you're, you're now a CEO, you're an influencer, you're an author, you're doing all these amazing things. You're a podcaster without question is one of the big things that's on the list right now. But going all the way back to, you know, take us back, like where did you, how did you get into this world of entrepreneurism? What, take us back to the beginning. Well, I mean, I've always, I think, been an entrepreneur by definition, which is, you know, the person willing to take big financial risks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been that way, but when I was about 30 years old, I was running a car dealership. I helped this kid in the back who was a minimum wage worker with a nice family come out to sales and, you know, changed his life, showed him how to make 15 grand a month and kind of made an impact on me that made me want to help other people to do that for them. So for the first time, about 30 years old, I decided, man, I want to help other people learn this because I watched what it did for him. And so I quit my job. And prior to that, by the way, I was only out for myself. Like I'll, I was working for me and, you know, always trying to get it for me, 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 me. So when I watched what I did for that guy, I said, man, that's cool. I want to do that for more people. And so I just kind of totally forgot myself and started trying to help people. And that's really when success started. So whenever you hear, you know, like Zig Ziglar says, you know, the best way to help yourself is to help others right best way to get what you want is to help others get what they want you know it never really made sense to me but now looking back it's like whoa that's what happened i started helping other people and now i started to succeed but it wasn't overnight took about eight years i started a virtual training company because i went out to to train people and when i went out on the road i realized it wasn't effective and i wasn't able to get the result i used to okay so i realized there were four key ingredients that were, that were missing. And I had to invent a way to deliver those. Um, and so I invented light speed for myself and then I started, it started working really well with my training. And so I started approaching all the other subject matter experts because I knew they were having the same trouble. I was, these were other trainers. Yeah. Okay. You know, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Tom Hopkins, John Maxwell, you know, Damon, John, you know, then companies started getting it. UFC, General Motors, like PGA, like a lot of different companies because our training technology here is like world-class, like it's an actual training system. It's not just a hosting solution. So So, that got me around all these subject matter experts and these gurus and these entrepreneurs and all these great minds and authors and speakers. And that's what kind of got me into it. And so, so tell us about Lightspeed. So Lightspeed, obviously that was the origin story of how it came to be. Is, is it an LMS? You know, for a lot of our listeners are CEOs, entrepreneurs, they're building companies. You know, who's, who's the ideal audience to take advantage of a Lightspeed technology and your platform? Well, I mean, Lightspeed is built for two types of people. Um, a, a, a person that wants to or, or organization that wants to train people better. Like if you're a company and you're struggling training your people, it's probably because you're not training your people, you're exposing your people and exposing isn't training. So, Mm -hmm. so I would help businesses create world-class training systems to improve their organization. And then I would help people like yourself, subject matter experts that want to monetize their content by creating a training system that they sell to those businesses and individuals wanting to skill up. Interesting. And because it's my mission to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it, it fits. Because like, I think you need to be on Lightspeed so millions of people that are already on Lightspeed besides the rest can learn how to do the core values and how to do the things you do, scale their companies. There's so many entrepreneurs failing and will continue to fail because they don't know what you know. So how easy would it be to capture what you know in these studios that you're that you're seeing in here? Yeah. And then deliver it through full motion interactive video 
embedded with questions to where this to where the content adapts to the individual, not the individual adapts to the content. Interesting. No one else can do that in the world. So, so it's both content creators and then organizations who are trying to level up their people. Yeah. Because okay. I have subject matter experts if they don't have it. Because to, to get the four ingredients, you have to have good content, right? Sometimes a company has the content within, you know, their own, their own brain power, their brain trusts. Right. Ha, they have a person that knows what they're doing inside the company, but they're so busy doing it. Nobody slows down and, and duplicates right. and maps that out. Right. So you either buy it from a guy like you or, or, or develop it from within, but either way you need good content. Agree. Agreed. If you don't know how to do it, that's the number one thing, figure out how to do it. So once you know how to do it, now you have good content. Then you need repetition, which most companies miss. Then you need practice, which most companies miss, right. or they let you practice on customers, which isn't very smart. No. And then the fourth thing that you need is, is accountability. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question. Like, and it's really funny you're saying this because I think a lot of people, they, it's like a trial by fire that I, I, I joke, I say, Oh, CEOs and entrepreneurs throw their team into the deep end and some of them float to the top and some of them make it. But when we look at organizations and I'm going to use an example, like Navy SEALs. Well, right? see, I like to try to throw the deep end into my team. Oh, how does that, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, it's the opposite of what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So throwing, so how, so yeah, explain that to me. We'll explain throwing them into the deep end. So deep end would be like, all right, here's a, uh, I'll give you yeah, a like, good luck. Yeah. Here's, here's a phone. Like right. here's a great, so, so I, here's so a phone. Like, Go yeah, make calls. So I'd like to throw the deep end into my team. <laughs> oh, into, into them yeah. so that they know. And, so they have all the digest. They got all the information. Yeah. So when you think of organizations like, uh, again, using an example of like high level military, Navy SEALs, you know, these high level recon, I have a fr a few friends that are, that are these, you know, they're in military in the, in those areas. And I talked to them specifically and I said, what do you spend most of your time doing? And they're like, we spend like 99% of our time training. Right. And well, you, actual training, good yeah. content, repetition, practice, and accountability. I guarantee you those exist in, in the military. Right. And, and yet we look at organizations and they don't do it because it's, so what do you think? Why do you think that most CEOs, most entrepreneurs, most organizations, why won't they do those four things that you just talked about? Well, a lot of them don't know to do it. Interesting. So how do you guys, so, so, so a CEO comes to you and says, Hey, Lightspeed, uh, like how, how, how can we work with you to make that happen? Because we have, I mean, cause I'll tell you one of my experience with, with learning and development, I built a full blown learning and development department in my company, 10 people, instructional designers, full LMS build out. I mean, dude, I spent millions on this in my former business and at Should've the got Lightspeed, I know I totally effed up. Right. So at the end, I dismantled the thing. I just had a couple instructional designers. We had our LMS and we just, we for, we, we, we kind of picked the low hanging fruit because we, I felt like it was too much and I got overwhelmed and I, you know, I had a thousand employees at this point. So it was, it was just a lot. I didn't know where even where to start. So someone comes to a light speed and says, Hey, I got this big problem. I got a thousand employees. Or I got 500 employees. I got a hundred employees. Yeah. How do you guys solve that problem? Well, first of all, we simplify because <clears throat> So many people want to complicate things, especially when they get big. So you might have a thousand employees, but you don't have a thousand roles. Right. So let's figure out what roles you have at your organization. So we have a sheet, we write down all the different roles in the organization. Then across the top, what kind of training do you have for those roles? And people start to realize, well, well shit, we don't, we don't have any training. <laughs> well, there's the problem. Right. So now it's like, what kind of training do these people well, what are the goals? And now all of a sudden they start to fill in this, what I call training deficiency grid. And they start to realize, holy crap, I need a lot of training. No kidding. Yeah. And then they go, okay, well, how do we get it? What do we do? You can build it, create it like you were doing. Right. Or you can buy it. Someone says, you know, I don't know core values. Dude, I got someone on, on Lightspeed with core values. Let me hook you up with Darius. You know, hey, I got this person. I got that person. So we'll get you the content or you can, that's buying it. Right. Or you can create it because you do know what you're doing, but you're doing it manually and you're doing it ineffectively with no repetition, no accountability, no practice. So you take what you would have normally tried to do manually and you just virtualize it to where now I've got Darius 24 seven speaks eight to 18 different languages. He doesn't forget. 
And when yeah. I say 18, might as well say 92 because I can make you speak any language. Once really? You're so the system actually can change and convert anything? Well, yeah, but that's, you know, that's common practice nowadays. Okay, sorry. It's just translation. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I mean, at the end of the day, I can virtualize what you would have said in real life. Wow. And then, and then get someone up to speed before you, the real you ever has to say a word. And by the time you do have to say a word, you're not talking about basic ass onboarding information where they're right. asking you, where's the bathroom? Like, you know, right. I've already told you where the bathroom is virtually. I already told you what our core values are virtually. I've tested you. So now I know, you know, your core values. So now when I see you, I don't have to wonder, do you know our core values? I know you're new, but do you know them? Right. I don't have to ask that anymore. Right. I know for a fact that you know them and understand them and agree to them and everything else. Why? Because when you started, I gave you a password and told you go through this module, which is me being nice and sweet and patient and delivering it the best possible way. So everybody can go through that a bunch of times until I know they know. And now I'll say, any questions? I love it. And guess man. what? The questions are way fewer and they're way more intelligent. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And so, you know, I have a question about the light speed business. So like, and what does VT stand for, by the way, virtual training? Yep. So I had heard, uh, I don't recall where, where it was. It was, it was you being interviewed. You had said that your goal is to turn this into a billion dollar company. You mind walk, walking us through that? Cause that's greatness right there. Well, I've, Realize that, you know, our education system's a little bit messed up too. Right. So, you know, I think the potential of being a multi-billion dollar company is there. So a billion yeah. dollar company is almost a given, you know, I think a fool could do that. Okay. The only question is how long is it going to take me? All right. But you know, to me, the education system could be completely revamped. I mean, in my opinion, dude, the more people you help, the more money you'll make. Yeah. So I want to help, you know, 8 billion people. So, so when, when we look at big numbers, your goal is I want to help the whole world learn better. That's the mission. Yeah, I right? want, I want, I want to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Like the greatest invention to date in my mind over anything is Google. Yeah. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here. And I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, They've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. They stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, from canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of the sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose itchy, watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin-D user for many, many years now, and let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin-D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now, I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear, uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and Supply & Demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. 
You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. Like people can say, oh, look at this microwave. Look at that camera. What about an airplane? Isn't that yeah. a magnificent invention? Sure is. But I, I appreciate Google. Full democratization of information. Information, dude. Information is all you need. Now, people say, you need execution. Well, no shit. That's part of the information. Like, right. that's, that's given. Okay? You got to execute. But my whole thing is, where's the knowledge? I want to get it from the people who have it to the people who need it so we can live in a world more successful. Make sense? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's funny. I was reading this. It was like a, it was, they, someone was interviewing Elon Musk's first wife and they said, you know, what's it take to be a billionaire? And, and the, the answer to, to your point just now is you have to solve a hard problem and you have to help a lot of people. And a lot of people, I think start fixating on the number. I want to be a billionaire, right? I, I need three commas. And they're not focused on what you're talking about, which is well, get, get your head out of the number. The, the number is just representation of how much value you're creating in the world. Yeah. So I love what you're saying right now is that I want to create so much value that I help the entire world's population get the information from the people that have it. That's yeah. a huge, that's a huge goal, man. I, I really appreciate that. Start with the you. educational system. Yeah. Which is totally effed up. Right. Terrible. Yeah. It's, and, and it, and you know, so how, how do you, how do you see that? Like, you know, obviously you're doing it, with the democratization of information of people that you know and, and that you're meeting that are bringing that information to the people, do you see an opportunity where Lightspeed would actually go into the education system? Well, we already are, number one. We educate people every day, all day. That's what a training system should be doing, by the way. For sure. But it, when you're talking about the educational system, like public schools, colleges, things right. of that nature, we already are in some. Okay. Um, but I think like when we started in 1999 before there was anybody doing anything online, right? We started it, which kind of makes us the pioneers. I think it's, it took a while for that to catch up. And I think COVID helped, but it's, it's taken a while for, you know, academics to catch up like academics, right. dude, there, a lot of them are just, you know, in my mind, blockheads. Like, yeah. like they don't, they don't, they, they think just because they're academics, they know better when in reality, I don't think that's the case. Like, for example, you go to a school, a normal public school, the shit starts at seven o'clock in the morning at the latest, usually some earlier I've seen. Why, why would you start that early? It's insane, man. But why would you start that early? It's not for the kids. No, it's for daycare, but it's, it's not for the kids. Okay, so again, who's the customer of a school? Right, parents. Who's the, but who should be the customer? The children. The children, the kids, the student. So if, so you can't chew gum. You got to sit in uncomfortable chairs. You got to sit in a row. Then COVID came out, and then it got even more stupid. Yep. At the end of the day, folks, with the danger nowadays, dude, I'd rather my kid don't even go to a brick and mortar school. I'd rather have first grade on demand, second grade on demand, third grade on demand. Give my kid a password to a computer. Interactive teacher pops up, pre-recorded, totally compliant. We know exactly what they're saying. There's no chance of any nonsense. Now, when the when the information's been delivered, now we send the kid to school with questions mm. for the actual mm. teacher. Yeah. Right now we send the kid to the teacher and we and they come home with questions and homework. Yeah. yeah, mom and dad are teaching them. Yeah, and like, how does that make any sense? Like, like, send the teacher virtually home and then send the kid to school with questions. Yeah. Don't you think that'd work better? Yeah, no, I love that, and man. Then, and then, you know, hard desks, like what if a kid learns better chewing gum? Why is there no gum chewing? Yeah. So the janitor doesn't clean up the gum. So again, they're, they're choosing themselves 
that's their purpose is themselves. They start early. You can't have gum. Everything's uniform. So fights, they don't have to deal with fights. They don't have to deal with the liability. Now they have metal detectors. Now people, kids are getting shot. Whack jobs are going into school, shooting yeah. up schools. Like why? Yeah, that does. It's, just, it, it's not serving just to purpose. transfer information. That doesn't make sense. Who who yeah. decides these yeah. things? Like, are you telling me that my kid's got to risk his life or her life to get an education? No, dude. I'll no. give her a password to her iPhone, and and knowledge can pop up and transfer as long as they're being good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. And that, and now my kid knows what they're supposed to know without being in all that nonsense and how much information we picked up because it's interactive right. throughout their education, we can see their interests and, and adapt the content to their interests. So they exceed and stay more interested. I mean, there's just so many things you can do to fix the education space. It's hard to talk about it on a podcast, but sure. And, and the way I work is like, I just start thinking and next thing you know, like I have to have people telling me, no, 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 that's not possible. In fact, when I started Lightspeed, I, I, I described even to this day more than it is wow and was it was do you think that's just you being a visionary as an entrepreneur yeah. because i do think that there's a huge element of in order for you to create you have to be called crazy yeah right so you obviously have done that do you mind if we pivot into your book a little bit sure so i you know you wrote the book the hard way and it was funny when, uh, you know I, I was looking at it and reading some of it and i was like man i you and i share this thing where we got to learn shit the hard way tell us a little bit about that well, I mean, the book is about all the things or some of the things that I've learned the hard way. So you don't have to, again, it goes back to <laughs> getting the knowledge from me to you. Right. And there's things that I know that if someone knew it will help them. And the funny part is, is you're going to learn them one way or the other. Right. The question is how much is it going to cost you in terms of time, money, and aggravation? Well, you can read my book and save a lot of time, money, yeah. and aggravation because you're going to learn it one way or the other. You know, how to be authentic. Just all the, all the things I've learned the hard way. Because I, I didn't listen. And I didn't have coaches and mentors and, and, and any of that. Like, I didn't even have parenting. My parents made sure I didn't die. That was about it. You know, they made sure I was, I was you know, fed and clothed. Yeah. As far as structure and teaching me and putting their arm around me and teaching me lessons. No, never. What do you, so when you think when, you know, when you start to think of the things you learn the hard way, the, like what are your top like two or three where you're like, these ones are, if I was to say the top three things in that book that I, that I, when I give advice, that's the advice I give based off my number learns, one, those? number one, you got to love yourself. Period. Most people, they do not like themselves. They're not even aware of it in most cases, but <clears throat> everyone is so worried about everyone else's opinion because they need everyone else to validate themselves when in reality, you need to validate yourself. You need to like yourself. How do you do that? Because I think some we'll people, it's book. easy. Well, so reading the book, okay. No, I, I teach you exactly how to do okay. it. But um, <clears throat> you got to like yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to walk around and, and, and feel worthy. You know, you have to have confidence in this world. Um, but, but to me, I don't know which one's biggest because they're all important. You know, being yourself to me is, is liberating. Most people will not be themselves. Yeah. They're so, afraid. Well, again, they're afraid of other people's opinion. What are they going to think of me? Right. Let me try to fit in. Let me try to do this. When in reality, I used to, when I was young, it was about six years old, I used to lie about everything. Why? Why do you think because you Because I that? felt ashamed of not being rich. I, I felt ashamed of not being <clears throat> even upper middle class where, believe it or not, we lived. Here's the crazy part. We lived on a hill in a little tiny shitty house next to nice houses huh. and my dad eventually built it into a nice house also but for a while it was the little shack on the street and we were i always felt that we were looked at as the the poor people so your was your family blue collar then yeah and so so you, and then this guy owned a grocery store chain this guy owned a dentist or a, a eye doctor i forget what these people down the street but there was one other kind of shitty house down on the bottom too, but most people around there were very successful people. Now, remember when I lived there, I was young, but at the end of the day, 
everyone was rich except wow. us. Yeah. And and by the way, they probably weren't rich. I just thought they were. Sure. And but perceptions everything, right? Yeah. And so 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 sorry, so let's go back. So number 1 was love yourself. Number 2 is be authentic. What would you say the third thing is? Let's see. I think um like <clears throat> there's a bunch. I mean, it, it, you got to you got to you got to ultimately sell something. Like like Interesting. learn sales. Hey gang, Darius Mashaza here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. So listen, I know we have a lot of CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners out there that listen to the show. And right now, if you're one of those folks and you're doing, let's call it a bare minimum of seven figures and above in your business, then what I'd like to do is give you an offer right now. How would you like to get your hands on the frameworks that I actually used to scale my last company, which started off as a small little seven figure company? to over $100 million in annual revenue. And I did it in less than two years and I did it without costly growing pains, without the headaches that that you usually experience when you are scaling your businesses. So if you're one of those folks and you're trying to grow your company, but you're you're finding yourself stuck in that day-to-day, if you're one of the listeners and you're getting grinded, this is your respite from getting grinded on your business, you're listening to our show and you're dealing with the breakdowns, you're dealing with inefficiencies, and you know you got that firefighter suit on and all the problems lining on your desk and you're you're not doing the work you're supposed to be doing which is working on the business instead of in it then what i'm about to talk to you about for the next call 60 seconds this is precisely for you real quickly though if you don't already know this about me prior to starting the greatness machine i spent 20 years of my life as a founder and ceo of real world companies and during that time, I actually grew my companies to over $1.2 billion with a B in bootstrap revenue. In fact, uh, we scaled our, my last company from 30 to 1,000 employees, and we did it in just 36 months. And we did it all by using a three-step framework that I call my scale map method. So that, of course, brings us to the purpose of this here mid-roll ad. Yes, this is what the podcast producers call these things. Recently, I created a 30-minute training. And what it does is it walks you step-by-step through all of my scale map method frameworks. And you can watch it right now for free when you go to DariusScale.com. That's my first name, Darius, scale, S-C-A-L-E.com. And what these frameworks do is they fix... They simplify and they streamline every single aspect of your business, and they do it without the need for complicated scaling systems that are typically way too difficult and way too time-consuming for a busy CEO like you and for my, like myself was to implement. So if you want a simple and you want a proven path to remove yourself from the day-to-day operations, just like I did, so that you can do what you're supposed to be doing, which is leading your company to record growth without the headaches and without the growing pains, go to DariusScale.com. That's www.DariusScale.com. Watch the short video and I'll see you guys on the inside. Now, back to the show. Now, so do you think some people are... And obviously you have a, and we haven't even talked about your sales background, which is insane, but, but you have a gift for sales. You, you've taught sales. You are a person that probably considers yourself a great salesperson. hundred percent best in the world. Right. So, so you have that mindset, but I know a lot of people that, that, I mean, they really, I've, I mean, we've trained, I've trained in my businesses, hundreds of salespeople and some got it. And some it's like, it's kind of painful. Like, what do you think about that? Like, like, is it that they're selling the wrong thing or is it that they're not doing the work? Well, they, they had poor training. (laughs) That's my fault. (laughs) Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. But if you're saying that you're either a good salesman or you're not, that's not true. Okay. I've, I've taken introverts and made them great. I've taken all kinds of people and turned them into really good salespeople. And ironically, to be a good salesperson, you stop selling, start trying to help. People. Yeah. Like I don't make salespeople, I make help people and they just happen to be the best salespeople. But, but most people are selling their whole life. They just don't know it. So the, the difference between a good salesperson and a bad salesperson is the bad salesperson doesn't know they're doing it. Mm. So just like if you were, if, if you went dancing, for example, and you saw somebody going by doing the waltz and then you saw somebody going by having a, you know, 
spaz attack. <laughs> you, you, what, what would you do? You'd be like, well, that's a dance and that's not because it's pretty obvious. Right. Well, when it comes to sales, what is sales? Right. It's <clears throat> art mean, persuasion, art, right? That's all it is. Like we've been selling people from day one on getting ice cream, not going to school. You know, we, we sell them to go on dates with us. We sell them to go to the movie we want to go to sales is sales. So if you, if you realize that, it, that there's an actual skill to it, well, you can develop skill. There's, oh, you can't, you can't develop sales. Sorry. Right. You, you don't have something. I don't know what it is. Sorry. Pick something else. Darius, you got to do like labor or something. Oh, I got to go dig ditches now? Shit. <laughs> so to me, it's like I could go through my book. I think there's 17, maybe 16. No, 15. Then there's one that, that I end with, procrastination. Like, dude, procrastination will kill you. Um, I've got, uh, you know, don't take, you know, money over relationships. Right. Most people will, will choose money over relationships and they don't understand that relationships are where money comes from. Yeah. So if you focus on the money and not the relationship, the relationship dies. And when the relationship dies, the money dries up. So by, by, by focusing on the money, you're making a huge mistake right focus on the relationship make the relationship thrive and the money will either stay the same remain or get better but it's not going away but that relationship goes away brother let me tell you something so is the money yeah and then some people like so what are you saying you're supposed to use people yeah that's another thing use people that's what a that's what an intelligent society does we leverage each other to make ourselves stronger yes or no for sure. But yet, but yet people will call it using people. You're not supposed to use people. Yes, you are supposed to use people. Matter of fact, you, you leverage everybody you can and you do it very, very well. And that, that the more easy and successful you'll become. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like you're touching on, on a couple of things there. One thing you reminded me of is I have this philosophy in life. I call it the give, give, take. I give twice before I ever ask. Right. And it's this idea to your point of how do you, how do you honor the relationship? Right. Which I think is huge advice, right? Like most people it's about what can you do for me instead of what can I do for you? What can I do to help you? So I love, I love that advice, man. And and that's what I teach people. Like quit trying quit worrying about making a commission, quit worrying about getting your rent paid. Well, it's easy for you to say you're rich, dude. I wasn't always. Yeah. Okay. I was broke just like everybody else. I'm telling you, I parked my car four blocks away so it wouldn't get repoed many times. Yeah. Like those aren't just stories. Those are the truth. I was down on child support, like everything in the book that will stop somebody from winning happened to me and and I still win and I still won. Why? One guaranteed thing, mindset. I believe there's three things that you need to worry about and that is it. If you worry about these three things, your life will be amazing. Number one, mindset. Number two, skill set. Number three, habits. Okay. Get your mindset right, get your skill set right, and get your habits right, dude. You go anywhere you want to go. You become the greatness machine. Yeah, baby. So so what what let me ask you a question because when we start talking about mindset, right? Because a lot of the gurus out there would talk about, well, you know, you need to have a positive mindset. You need to believe in yourself. You need to, you know, they'll go yeah, down. But they don't tell you how to do it. Right. They and just so, tell you that you need to do it. Right. So, so one of the things you talk about in your book that I was, I, by the way, I, I just read one of your friend, Ed Milet's new book. Yeah. One which, more. Yeah. The power of one more, which, which, um, which is a great book. And, and you, you and him are talking about one of the same thing, which is that we need to unlearn things that have happened to us in our life. And it, part of that is this mindset of unlearning. You might have got that from me. Who knows? No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm older than Ed. Yeah. He I'm might, his senior. Yeah. He might've stolen it from you. He may have. If yeah. he says that he did. Well, well, yeah, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> well, I wrote it down because I saw it in your book when I was reading your book and, and it resonated with me because I, because I had just read his book. And so, you know, what, when we start talking about unlearning, can you talk about that a little bit? What do you mean by that? Well, just things that we've learned growing up, You know, I believe when we're born, we're domesticated and you have to unlearn some of those things. So everybody's out trying to learn, you know, how to get rich and how to be successful and all this when they need to unlearn, you know, the old crap we've been told, like money doesn't grow on trees. 
like scarcity mindset type things. That's what we learned. You know, eat your food. You know, don't talk to strangers. What are you talking about, dude? Strangers have your money. Like, why would you not talk to them? You know, fly under the radar. Fly under the radar. Get on the radar. Yeah. You know, don't hey, keep your mouth shut. Lay low. Don't lay low. You know, don't draw attention. Draw attention. It's yeah. everything we've learned needs to be unlearned. Like, get rid of that nonsense. You want attention. You want social media following. You want to love yourself. You don't want to hate yourself. I always love it when people are like, dude, you love yourself, don't you? And they say it like it's negative. Yeah. And, and, I, and I go, should I hate myself? They're like, well, no. Well, then, then what's the problem with loving myself? People say, you love yourself? Like, it's a negative thing. Well, it sounds stupid and lame. And, and egotistical. Why? Why does it sound that way? Because that's what we've been taught. Yeah. Well, guess what, dude? I like myself. Do you know why? Because I get up every day looking to help people. I'm nice. I'm kind. I'm all the things they tell you to be. So why can't I like me? And I can. And I don't, and I don't need you to like me for right. me to like me. And right. that's what makes me so-called confident. And that's why people are like, dude, I wish I had your confidence. Well, then start freaking worrying about what you think more than you worry about what everybody else thinks. What, let me ask you a question, because in your book, you talked about this and you just kind of touched on it right now, which is that we're told all, the, you know, basically we're told what we can't do, right? Negativity. And I grew up in an environment, immigrant family, you know, I grew up with a lot of, there was a lot of negativity uh, around. Believe, believe it or not, though, being an immigrant was, is, is and was an advantage. Why do you say that? Because you'll work harder, because you're appreciative, because your gratitude is there. People that are born here, entitled freaking people acting like everything's just going to get dropped in their lap. Yeah. No. Immigrants, they come over here, they know they're blessed. They know this is a freaking unbelievable opportunity and they work harder. That's why the freaking immigrants that come here end up freaking owning everything anyway. Yeah, you know, it's the immigrant work ethic to your yeah. point. And, and, the, and the, country's, the, the country is built on immigrants, right? And this, then what do the people here do? Yeah, they, they bitch about the immigrants taking all the opportunity. Right. We're like, freaking, then get on it, bitch. You, yeah. you, you were born here. <laughs> yeah, you do have that opportunity. And so, but I, you know, what I found, and this is something that I've had to unlearn, you know, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, but I had to unlearn that just because someone else has a negative perspective, I can't let that affect me, right? This was something that I've spent you, a lot of time. You had to unlearn that? Well, I had to learn it, excuse me. I had to, uh, my, uh, my learning, my unlearning was I believed people in the past. I was like, well, maybe they're right, you know? And I had to unlearn that, hey, they're wrong. You know, like, like, like that's not, just because someone says you can't do it, or just because someone in their experience, it wasn't positive, doesn't mean it has any effect on well, me. Well, perspective's everything, bro. Yeah. Like I can, you can put someone in two exact situations and one can be upset and one can be happy. Right. You know, like I met a man with no shoes, right? And then I met a man with no feet. Wow. What about, you know, two kids? One's from a well-to-do family, one's from a poor family. They put them both in a room filled with horse manure. They walk <laughs> in, one's pissed, one's happy. The pissed one says, you know, you stuck me in a room. What do you expect? The, yeah. the, the happy one says, there's got to be a pony in here. Now, they're <laughs> well, both, they're, it's the exact same situation, yeah. but they're both in a different mindset. Why? Yeah. It's perspective. Yeah. So how I taught myself to have the best, I think, chance at success is to shift my perspective to gratitude. So when you wake up in the morning, you get extremely, extremely grateful for having another day and the way i show people how to do that i call it the million dollar morning because if i just gave you a million dollars right would you be excited yes or no yes would you be fired up fired once up. you realized it was the truth you it's actual real there's no joke and it's yours I would be super fired up. Right. Nothing could get in your way, at least for the day. It would Maybe be, the it week. It would be a really good day and probably week. Right. And nobody can come along and crap on your parade and make you negative and get you depressed and get you all butt hurt and get you in some dark corner or dark space or, you know, any of that. Well, if I said, I'll give you a million dollars, but you can't wake up in the morning, what would you do? Would you take it? Hell no. Hell no. So you value waking up more than you do a million dollars. 
Without question. Well, then how come when you wake up, you don't have that same gratitude? Ah. How come the second you open your eyes, you don't have that million dollar feeling? And when you do, and you start to train your brain to do that, and you start to realize that, you wake up, you open your eyes, you'll, you'll catch yourself smiling. And I do this every single morning. When I open my eyes, I just start smiling. And again, people say, well, that's weird. It's not weird and it's quick. It's not like I'm sitting in my bed with a big grin on my face. I open my eyes and I crack a smile because, dude, I get another one. Uh, I get another one. Yeah. And so I bolt out of bed and I realize, dude, I get another one of these deals. This yeah. is awesome. <laughs> so I don't need, you know, pink, you know, glitter coming out of a unicorn's butt for it to be a good day sure all i need is to wake up for it to be a good day yeah. who's got the advantage dude without question thank you do. You. you do thank you so so and that and by the way that's my advantage in life people are like well dude i don't understand quit being pessimistic quit being cynical quit being like like down and out about things you're alive and I don't care, you know, oh, I'm missing an arm. I don't care. You still got the other one. Yeah. You know, you're like, I would be pissed that I had no shoes until I saw a dude with no feet. Now I'm like, dude, I'm thankful I got feet. Yeah. It's a perspective. So, 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 I mean, I got to imagine you have days when you're, when it's not going well, what do you do to like stop yourself? From your Every day goes well, bro. All right. The question is, is how well does it go? Ah, okay. So, so you're always starting at Dude, well. Today's an awesome day. Are you kidding me? I can't wait to see how much better it gets. That's <laughs> <laughs> freaking awesome. <laughs> Man, dude, you're rocking my world right now, and and I love this talk so much. I that's I, because, dude. Sometimes, once in a while, you actually do come across a great one. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, gra the greatness machine has yeah, finally, I finally met its found match. my home. And finally, finally, yep, I should be a co-host from now on, dude. Anytime. <laughs> hey, if you guys want me to co-host the show, make sure you bombard Darius with requests. Oh, uh, yeah, and you're gonna get some that are gonna be like, please, I I'll stop listening. Yeah, I, you know what? Fuck, fuck those people. Um, I know. That's another thing. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I put this in my book or not, but like, you gotta don't worry about the haters. Okay. Don't worry about the haters. Worry about the lovers. What's that mean? <clears throat> if you figure out who you are and what you want, right. And you put it out on the internet and someone doesn't like it. Do you? And if you do, well then don't worry about that person. Yeah. Well, yeah. But what if they say this and what if they're you know causing harm to my reputation and all that crap? Listen, if you're too worried about the hate, you'll never find the love. Right. So what you need to do is you need to get it out on the internet. Cause that's where the public is nowadays. And the public and the love is there no matter who you are. I don't give a shit how good looking you are or ugly you are. I don't care how fat you are or skinny you are. There is somebody out there that will love you for you. You just don't know them because you won't say anything and you won't put yourself out there. So now there's no way anyone can love you. And, and when you really look at that, why are you not putting yourself out there? Because I might get made fun of. Someone might think I'm fat. Someone might think I'm dumb. Someone might think I'm ugly. Okay. So you're not going out there because you are worried about the hate, which means you'll never find the love. Does yeah, that make sense? Totally. So just get your shit out there. So let me ask a question on that because I think that, and, and, and I know we're, we're running short on cuss time. on this show. What's that? Do people ever cuss on this show? I mean, I encourage them to cuss if they, if they want to yeah. you encourage it. I mean, I don't care. So it's like, but it, do they sometimes, I mean, I think See, I, I do probably more than they I know. Do. But again, there's people that are on a show and you know what they're going to do. They're not going to cuss. Why? Well, because you know, you know, I don't want to look like, I'm Oh a, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. And then there's always these people that come across and they try to use fancy words to explain something that they could yeah. have said simply because they want you to think they're smarter than they actually are. Yeah. And maybe they are smart, but then they want you to know it. So they're going to use big words. They're not concerned about you getting the information. They're concerned about how they look delivering the yeah. information and it's stupid. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm all about, sometimes I stutter. Yeah. Sometimes I interrupt. Sometimes I don't use the best word I could have. Sometimes I say shit when I shouldn't. <laughs> so what? I think you're crushing it, man. Honestly. Well, thank you. That's my feedback. So do a million two on TikTok and six something on Instagram. Yeah, man, you, you, you're, you're the real deal. And, and so let me, let me ask you a question because you, you're touching on something that I, I was hoping we'd have time for, and we got a couple more minutes left and I know you're busy. So I want to get you out of here on time. 
we're I, I'm I, I'm I always say I come from the analog world, right? Where we're building companies offline, and I'm new to this digital world, and I have a lot of friends, great, I mean, charismatic, awesome people. They're building their businesses, and I'm telling them, I'm saying, hey, look, you got to put yourself out there, and I'm just starting to do it. And you're a person that, without question, you just na- named off some of the vanity metrics, but you have like real influence out there. You're doing it digitally, and I think there's a negative connotation for people that haven't done it, especially maybe if they're coming from an analog business. But the w- the way of the world is digital now. We know this, and there's real value, social value and real business value around who, what your personal brand is. So when you start looking at that stuff, because again, I'm new to it. What advice to, can you give for someone that's afraid to do the things that you just said? Well, I would, again, I would tell them to, to go do my sacred six. That's to forgive yourself, commit to do what you say you're going to do, rack up the wins, get rid of the idiots map out and visualize what exactly you want and then seek information on a daily basis. You do that over time and you will develop what's called self-worth. And if you want to increase your net worth, you must increase your self-worth. If you would increase the value of yourself, your net worth comes up with it. Yeah. And so, so when, when, when folks are doing that, and and I think like you obviously come from a world where you got a lot of friends that, you know, eight, nine, 10 figure entrepreneurs, people that have done real well, I got a lot of friends like that, but for folks that are, let's say they have the net worth, whatever that is that they wanted to have, but they want to go and they want to, they want to build the next dropping bombs. They want to go and have influence. They want yep. to show their, their, their freak flag and their colors and yep. get people to love who they are. But they're like, where do I start, man? I mean, you've obviously well, like crushed it, but how, how would you, what, what advice would you give to those folks? To, to ask themselves the question and run with the answer. Cause you'll, ha- you have the answer. Yeah. You're just afraid of it. Should I start a podcast? Well, I don't know. What are people going to think? Well, what would I even talk about? Well, I don't know. Ask yourself. What would? What do you like to talk about? Yeah. Maybe you like to talk about guns. Well, guns right now is probably not what you'd want to talk about. Then you ask your dad, and your dad says, well, son, you know, you're pretty successful. You might ruin your career over that, and blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, you don't do shit. Yeah. And then you die with regrets. Why? Why not just say, hey, I want to start a podcast? Well, I wonder what I want to talk about. Mm, I don't know. Let me think about it. Because if we could just get more people to think, believe it or not, the world becomes better instantly. A lot of people aren't thinking. Yeah. They're not paying attention. Man, you should see the list I have in front of me. And like, I barely ask any of the questions because you're just dropping so much knowledge off of my questions that I didn't even, like, I didn't even have to ask the questions. Keep going. (laughs) I, I, dude, man, like, like, I I feel like I'm asking you a question you already answered because you've answered so many of my questions, but you know, I guess I'll, 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 I'd like to end on this. We got a a couple minutes left and I want to get wrapped up and get you out of here on time. You know, I, I, I had a thought the other day for myself where I said, you know, what would, I'm 44 years old. I said, what would 54-year-old Darius, what advice would I give to 44-year-old Darius? And I made a list. And it was, it was a lot of the stuff you're talking about. But it was, and it's stuff I'm working on right now. Mm-hmm. But I, but, uh, can, I, can, I, can I point something out about that? Yeah, please. Okay, first of all, you didn't give a 44-year-old Darius a list from a 54-year-old Darius. Okay, because you're not 50 fucking four. Fair you're enough. 44. So your 44 ass gave your own 44 ass the same answers is okay. what I just said you already have. You just justified it by saying it's the 54-year-old <laughs> Darius. No, it isn't. It's the today Darius, yeah. bro. You just don't want to listen to the answers. I like the answers I got. That's because you already have them. We already have the answers. We're just not listening to them. See, yeah. the, see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no. You're, I, At 54, you'll have different answers, bro. Yeah. I, you, you, you just kind of fucked my head up right now. <laughs> I do that a lot in a really good way. Like that was a really, it was, it was, that was a brilliant answer. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you what, what, cause you're 52. Is that correct? 53. I was going to ask you what, what you thought 63 year old Brad would say to yourself. Maybe you have an answer for that. Um, what advice would you give? Yourself? I have no clue because I'm going to be a, a lot smarter in 10 years than I am today. Why? Because I am voraciously, seeking information on a regular basis. 
Yeah. So every day I'm seeking information and I'm getting new information and I'm learning new things. So every day I'm going to improve. Every day I'm getting better. Every day I'm getting smarter. In 10 years, that's a long time. Yeah. 10 years, if I'm still kicking and I'm still fortunate enough to be here, I'll be way smarter than I am right now. I know that. It's 3,650 smiles every morning, right? You got that. Man, I just have to tell you this right now. This has been my favorite podcast I've ever done. Hey, now. And How many have you done? Well, you know, I did a live before becoming a podcast. I think this would be, this is 120, 121 oh, podcasts, but I think including the lives were in the 190s. Good. See, yeah. fans, better listen. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, uh. Uh, you Who know, did I've, you have on the podcast so far? Oh, I've had a lot of great, great folks. Name some. Like people that I love or people that are cool or big people names. that are interested. Any big names? Probably the biggest, the most famous person. I had a, I had Amanda Knox on my show. I, I blew her doors off. Who yeah. else? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I like Gino Wickman. I thought he was good. I had Jordan Harbinger. No way. I yeah. beat them all. Man, you were my favorite so See, far. they're going to listen to this. They're going to be upset with yeah. you. Jordan was fun. He was entertaining, but. Uh, you, you got a few. few Are you like him. Ed Milet where you tell everybody they're the greatest? Uh, you can listen to my whole, it's a 170 shows and you won't hear me say have that. You ever, have you ever listened to Ed Milet? I have a little bit. Yeah. Every guest is. I listen to you on his, his show. most amazing. Yeah. I, I know. Listen. He told me I was his most amazing guest. And then he tells <laughs> the next person. You're like, you're like, you're my favorite interview. Then the next guy, you're my favorite interview. Yeah. No, no. I've actually never said that before. This is my favorite interview. Well, good. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is this has been a real treat. So, so look, um, I, I I'm going to get you out of here right on time. But man, you're a stud, Brad. Thank and this you, has been really an amazing experience to get to come down, come into your studio, spend time with you, and uh, get to know you better. And I really appreciate this so much, man. Thank you so much, dude. My pleasure. Um, I know that you have a lot of stuff to promote. If there's anything that you know that you'd love to promote for our audience. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to promote. Oh. <laughs> well, you have an amazing podcast and, and dropping bombs. Well, I mean, you already I'll, mentioned that. Oh yeah. I mean, guys like uh, Brad Lee is, is who I want to promote. And that's Lee. Everyone always says, is that Leah? Cause it's L E A. And I say, I don't know. Do you drink Tia? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Brad Lee. If you just, you know, find me then you'll find everything i'm up to and that'll be you know good enough so so you're on all social on the web bradley.com or the, the real, real bradley the real which is easy for our listeners because i'm the real darius so you go check out the real bradley you got two reels here today um and, and i'll tell you you know if anybody out there is like struggling you know you're not really you know making money you're, you're trying to figure it out you want to get out of the rat race hit me up because i've i'm literally setting up companies that that are vetted country companies or you know industries really financial services solar merchant services all, all these different companies where i'm showing people exactly how to make half million a year just selling something because again if you want out of the rat race you got to sell something yeah you're not going to hold a sign or do a bunch of labor and get out and the gap is getting wider so yeah. it's like dude you got to sell something and everyone has the ability to sell something. If they just don't try to sell, just try to help. And someone says, well, I don't think I'm helping with the product I'm selling. That's the problem. Quit selling the shit you don't believe in. Yeah. Start finding something you do believe in so you can evangelize it. Next thing you know, you're out there making a lot of money because you're selling. And it doesn't even have to be your product. It could be someone else's. Yeah. That's called commission. But once you make a little bit of money, well, now the money can go get invested and start bringing in more money. And next thing you know, you have true freedom. So yeah. if anyone's out there struggling and they want to learn how to do that, hit a brother up. You guys heard it here. Greatness machine, Bradley. Love you, brother. This is awesome. Appreciate you, you guys. Um, check us out in the future. Next show is going to be a good show as well, but Bradley set the world on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Next guest. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> All right. Peace out everybody. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. 
leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode, you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.